Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Want to be inspired to start your own business or to grow your business and finally get the freedom that you want from it? This is the episode for you. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things social media, digital, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. And if you like free stuff, well, I've got you sorted there as well. Head over to steviesayssocial.com slash little black book now to steal my little black book of social media secrets. You're listening to the Stevie Says Social podcast. Hello, hello. And welcome to the Stevie Says Social podcast. In this episode, I am chatting to Kayleen Langford from Startup Creative. Originally, we were going to talk about all things marketing for small business and where social media sits in the whole marketing side of things, but we kind of got sidetracked and I'm really glad we did. I'll let Kayleen explain exactly what she does, but essentially she is a business coach for small businesses and people who want to start a business themselves. She really inspired me with her Instagram account in the early days before I started my own business and when I was still in corporate and dreaming of having a life that gave me the freedom that I wanted. And that's fairly much what we focus on in this episode. I won't go through everything we chat about, but it's a really interesting one for anyone that wants to be inspired, that wants to do more with their life, and that wants the kick in the butt that will give them the inspiration, the 
whatever it is to do so. So without further ado, let's get into today's podcast episode. If you like it, make sure you head to iTunes and you give it a quick rating and a review. And of course, subscribe so that you actually get notified every Tuesday when new episodes go live. All right, that is it for me. Let's get into the episode. Hey, Kayleen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Stevie. We've had a couple of false starts on this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but we got there in the end. <laughs> How many podcasters does it take to actually run a podcast? I know. <laughs> so for everyone listening, we actually, we tried to record, what was it, a couple of weeks ago. We tried on yeah. Zencaster, which is my uh, podcasting platform of choice and that didn't work so we moved to zoom and then we moved to skype and that didn't work so we're on take two but hopefully all good this time <laughs> yes the things we do for our audiences the things we do i'm super excited to have you on though because i have been following you pretty much since before the start of my business i think like i mm was one of those corporate employees that was just like dying to get out and do my own thing. And I think that's when I came across Startup Creatives Instagram. And um, Mm. for everyone listening, it's just full of these like super inspiring quotes that if you don't want to quit your job and go after what you love after like a week of following. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the kind words about Instagram. It's nice to know that, you know, sometimes it's easy to get stuff behind a screen and, you know, have your opinion on what you think you know, life's all about, you forget that it's actually having an impact. So yeah. So how did you get started? I mean, I guess it's really inspiring and helping other people start their businesses. And I'd be so keen to kind of hear a bit about how you started yours. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Startup Creative is aims to educate, inspire and grow creative entrepreneurs. Anyone who's looking to turn their passion into a viable business. So we have a podcast, we have a print magazine, blog, I do business coaching one-on-one, I do events, workshops, um, resources, digital products and our goal is to really, you know, you can come to Startup Creative and go, so I've kind of had this idea or like I had a dream about a business or, you know, <laughs> I've always wanted to be and um, that we, you know, you can sit down with us and go, yes, let's do it. Like what's what's the dream? Tell us what you yeah. want. Do you have people um, come to you without even an idea yet? They're just like, I want to do something and I don't know what it is. Yeah, I've got a coaching client this afternoon, actually. I get a couple because um, I think there's a real gap in the market for people. Like, I would say nine out of 10 people have an idea, if not 10 out of 10, everyone has an idea for a side hustle. So, mm-hmm. you know, you sit down with almost anyone, you know, and this is the conversation I'm often in the corner at a party or, you know, in a bar or family lunch having these conversations so I've got the real life statistics to prove it is that you know when people go help you ask you what you do and you tell them and they're like oh well actually I've got this idea and um I think there's very little like you know most of the time when you go I've got this idea the first person you probably tell is your partner or your mom or your best friend um you know, your best friend's probably the best scenario, case scenario out of those. But, you know, mum's probably going to go, what about your job? What about your real career? <laughs> so true. <laughs> and most of the time partners are like, mm-hmm, yep, okay. Like, you know, like I get a lot of coaching clients who are like, my partner's said I can invest in you as a coach because 
they're sick of hearing about me. Oh my God, that's so true. (laughs) I remember when I started my business, I was like going back and forth on the name and I was like, should I call it? And honestly, I had the worst names. And in the end, my partner was like, I don't even care. I don't care. Just name it something and go. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, my partner's the same. I'm like, we. I'm sure we had an argument the other day where I was just like, "You need to pay more attention to my business. You need to have more interest." <laughs> She's like, "Uh huh, whatever, babe." <laughs> so true. I actually quizzed my partner. Side note on what I did, and he was like, "I'm pretty sure it's all about like influencers and like vloggers." And I was like, "Look, partially listen. This is good." <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's where we come in. Where the where the person that goes, you know what we got you tell us your idea and that's all you need to have or like uh, yeah I've definitely had clients who have been like I just like I had one client who was like I just want to change the world like I want to have impact and I want to leave a legacy and I'm not prepared to just hustle through a nine-to-five just because like I want to do something good in this world yeah so we did you know and then we've also I've also got a client um today actually who said look I don't have an idea I just know I want to work for myself and I think that's really common is that people are witnessing more and more these epic lifestyles that we get to showcase all over Instagram. You know, there are people who are genuinely living it, which is designing the life of your dreams and doing what you love. And it's, you know, it, it's now acceptable to go, what do you want to be doing? What's your passion? Where, where do you come alive and chase that as a career? Like it's it's becoming less and less um, cliche to have to, you know, go to university, get a job, buy a house, get married, have kids, you know, save for retirement, yeah. travel overseas once a year. Like that norm that we're, we're bucking that trend. We're like, no, that's not okay anymore. There's got to be a better way to do this. And yeah, I always wonder like if it's because it's something that I, I remember when I finished uni, I was going to go into this corporate law firm and I just remember yeah. thinking is this all there is like if I take yeah. this job do I just end up working in this law firm doing something I don't love and I remember being so desperate like I ended up turning down the position um, yeah. because I was so desperate I was like I don't want to do that but I don't know what else it is and I don't think there was well there definitely wasn't because this is like over 10 years ago or 15 years ago now when I finished school there Mm. wasn't the discussion around you know it's not your only option you can do other things and I wonder like I don't know it's just so I don't know it's so cool for people that are potentially finishing school even now that they don't need to get 10 years down the track like I did to realize that there's other options well I actually did a talk at um Deakin University last week and I was in front of all these university students and I was just like I wish someone had told me that I could have been an entrepreneur like that someone said to you hey you've got this qualities of an entrepreneur like what do you you know what would you do if you could start a business or like I wish someone had sparked that so I was like in front of these uni students and I'm like hey, guys, you can be an entrepreneur. Like no one ever told me but just want to let you know that this is available. I know. I love that. And I think that's why I resonate with your business and your purpose so much because I'm so passionate about it. Like I just feel like, yeah, it really is life-changing in terms of I know for me I keep going back to myself but I think it's really relevant to me. The difference in um, realising that 
the status quo isn't necessarily what you need to do and that there's so many other options out there if you have the courage to pursue it. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's like, I guess when I, you know, I I do a lot of personal development, I'm I'm guessing our bookshelves would probably look very similar. Mm But, um, you know, I remember hearing really early on um, people like Tony Robbins and Tim Ferriss and that saying things like, you know, but what's your why? Like, why do you get up? There's what you do and then there's why you do it. And yep. for me, like I look at Startup Creative and I'm like, what do I do? I run a podcast. I educate, inspire and grow creative entrepreneurs. You know, these are the things I do. I, be, I do business coaching. I do marketing advice. I do, I do that stuff. But why do I do it? It's like a layer beneath that that I don't mm. necessarily talk about, but it's my motivation for sitting at my desk for hours on end or, mm. you know, coaching for hours on end is um, freedom, like the freedom that using designing the life of your dreams. Like when I started out, I was sitting on a couch in a two-bedroom apartment on Burley Hill, you know, some days struggling together to get $3 together to go down and get a coffee as a treat. (laughs) I remember those days. (laughs) Oh my God. And it's like, they're the days like, uh, but in those moments I was like, I was so clear on that one day I will be able to take Mondays off every Monday off, you know, or that I could travel the world whenever I wanted. Like that was the vision that I held firm to and that was my own personal freedom. And when I've reached that point now in my life where I go, wow, like I finally built a business that has allowed me to live my dream life. Like I'm constantly going, is this what I love and is this what I desire or is this mm-hmm. me following the norm? And yeah. so I will like take Mondays off or Fridays or, you know, I'll start work at 11 or whatever like it suits me or, you know, make sure that I'm available to go to appointments um, or, you know, look after myself. And um, I think that whole freedom of lifestyle is starting a business allows you to design that. And it's like what I hated most, and you probably had worse than me as a lawyer, is um, in a nine-to-five, your life is dictated around having to turn up into this building and be responsible somebody else's, like, almost dictating your every move by Mm. saying when you can go on holidays, if you're allowed to be sick, do you have sick leave or, you know, having to call in sick. And you you remember that feeling where you're like, I'm so sick and I'm so terrified to call in and say. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So true. And And even like once you're at work, like for me, it was, you know, it dictated how I behaved. Like I had to behave in a very particular way. I had to be, you know, put on that professional face and that's draining. Like it takes away your personality. It takes away, you know, who you are for 10, 11, 12 hours a day. And that's the thing that I found so hard. Well, the most of the time then people, you know, we're spending these five days a week hustling and pretending and you know ticking all the boxes and not expressing ourselves and you know not using our creativity or speaking up for what we truly want sacrificing time with our loved ones like I couldn't imagine I mean I the I when I started my business I was in relationship um, with a woman who had a daughter so I technically parented for five years and, you know, um, we built our businesses, we're both building our businesses around being able to pick her up from school and be at parent-teacher interviews and go to the dance concerts and horse riding after school and stuff like that. So 
I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be trying to raise children and have to say, sorry, I can't come to the athletics carnival because I have to be in this office and I'm too scared to ask my boss or I don't have enough leave up my sleeve and I'll never, ever get this opportunity to watch your first running race ever again, you know? Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, it's, it's this is the stuff like that I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe people are living like this <laughs> it's for so two true, days though, a week. Like, like, yeah. But you get like, the paycheck thinking, and then what do you do? You just and then you do it all days. over again. I know. Yeah. Like I go back to like I think about that time for me and I knew like I was very aware of all of the like the difficulties and all of the struggles and all of that sort of thing. But I had no idea how to get out of it. And like, I mean, I've got my story around it and it took, it definitely was not an overnight thing. Like it literally took years of getting my mindset to the point where I thought I could do something and then actually like spending the time giving up my weekends to work on it. But I think that's the thing. Like I can just imagine there's definitely people listening to the podcast now in that position and I don't know. Yeah. I'm keen to hear what was because you would have had that moment, right? Like you would have had that yeah. moment where you're like, okay, something needs to change, but where do yeah. I start? Yeah. Well, for me, the pain, the what really like the catalyst for change was I think my unhappiness had manifested in a physical il- illness in my body. So I started waking up with these really severe headaches for about three months and they were really front of head and as soon as I opened my eyes and it was just my moods were really bad and I was mm. just like I just felt like I was living in like chronic pain. And But then I was just like, oh, I'm not eating enough. I'm sitting in front of the TV, the, um, the screen at work too, too long, like, glasses and did all the things and then eventually I was like I better go to the doctor went to the doctor and um she was like we need to get you for a brain scan this afternoon like I'm bulk billing it I'm calling them now I'm getting you in can you go for an MRI and so if that for me triggered a bit of fear and if anyone's ever had an MRI they're very like (laughs) overwhelming experiences you Mm -hmm. actually go into this little like you know almost like a, a coffin and there's this bit have you ever had one no but I've no. seen I've seen it on the movies <laughs> yeah and that whole experience of waiting for the doctor and um the um results and all of that it really got me thinking about like oh fuck like what is this like you mm. know is this really you know life <laughs> am I dying yeah and totally. I just I started questioning and was like well um you know, what would I do differently? Like if this is something really serious that I have to face and who knows what's coming next, what would I do? And um, for me it was like, okay, well, I'm actually unhappy, you know, mm. like this is not what I, I, I'm not enjoying my job. And I think the, since that, like I'm probably not in the moment, but since then I've been able to reflect back and go, well, I it, it was a little bit of a victim mentality and thinking that somebody was going to come along and save me. And they were going to say, oh, you look really unhappy and, you, you know, you need a better job or whatever. Um, why don't we, here you go, here's your better job. You know, mm. like that doesn't happen in life. Yeah. Or blaming it on other people, like like blaming yeah, it on oh, it's the absolutely. job or it's the yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you're out, out there and you are going, oh, fuck, that's me. Like I'm in that nine to five and I'm miserable and I'm not doing what I love and I'm sacrificing you know, my loved ones or my joy 
to get a paycheck, mm. I think the first thing you do is flip it on its head and go, okay, if I was the creator of my life and not a victim to life happening to me, what would I do? You have to get out of the victim mentality of life is happening to me and poor me and go, I'm actually the creator of my reality. And what happened for me was I read the quote, whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. And that was the thing that clicked me into you create your own reality, Kayleen, and everything that you're experiencing in your life right now Mm. is a result of what you have allowed. Mm. And it's a pretty brutal thing, you know. I wouldn't say that to many other people, but I'm pretty savage on myself. (laughs) And I kind of gave myself this talking to of like, you want something different, then get something different. And it was really that point where you almost get sick of your own kind of like bullshit, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, and the procrastination and the talking about it and the inaction actually makes it worse. Mm. Like it actually um, causes you more pain because it's, imagine it's like an open loop in your head that's racing round and round and round and round and round and there's no, it, it's never going to, it's like a, um, a snake chasing its tail. Yeah. And it, the loop never shut, closes because, yeah. you know, you're it's not doing so anything. true. That's exactly what it was. And you know what it is? It's like the pain of staying put, becomes worse than the pain of actually doing something like that's what it was for me like I just was like so over just doing the same thing and wanting to do something and like being in that loop and then going into the same cubicle every day and it was like groundhog day every day and I was like doing it over and over and over and then it just got to the point where it was like you know what I'm so over this that I'm actually going to put in the work involved and it's work like it's not like you know you quit your corporate job and then you're off into your dream life and you're like skipping off into the sunset like (laughs) I've never worked so hard in my whole entire life but it actually like it pushes you to um be okay with that and once you actually kind of start and you start to get momentum that's when you obviously start to reap the rewards well you realize that your energy levels and what you're putting in is um in proportion to what you get out and I don't think that's always rewarded in a business somebody else's business is that yeah you could work over time but if for whatever reason the boss doesn't like you or you know they lose funding or whatever like um, you know, whatever this, the fair structure of the business mm. is set up, you're not always rewarded for the in, like the quality of work that you bring to the table. And mm. as an entrepreneur, it's like you and I both know if you sit up and hustle out a two we- for two weeks and write an epic online course that is all your knowledge in the most digestible. And, two weeks or four you know, months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Depending. Like, You've got it in you to go, this is, I'm going to put all of my knowledge in a big juicy course to help others and then scale it. There's nothing stopping you from making tens of thousands of dollars overnight mm-hmm. from a digital from a digital marketplace, yeah. you know, and around I think the that's globe. Like, it's a big leap when you're kind of, you're sitting at a desk to kind of go, okay, cool, how do I get to that point? But yeah. what I found is like it's like it's baby steps. Like for yeah. me it was, okay, I'm going to commit to starting a blog and writing these 
3,000 word blog posts every weekend yes. and I didn't oh, know wow. that that would turn into <laughs> what's that <laughs> that's such a long blog post I know but then yeah. I'd google and I was like well that's how you set yourself apart and that's how you yeah. you know and that's how you you can make yourself different to everyone else but then I never yeah. kind of could see like I couldn't see ahead of me and see okay people are going to read these and see that you know enough about marketing and they're going to want to engage you for services and then you'll get so many requests that you can leave your job and then from there you might you know start a podcast and from there you might build an online course and then it gets to the point where you've got that you know um thing that you thought was so unattainable and that you could never get to so I guess my point is like it's baby steps and sometimes you can't see where it's going to lead. Yeah, you can't go from zero to zero. And if you try to do that, it will crumble under your feet. And I think the other thing that you made a really good point of is like being in the game is that's the one of the biggest game changes. It's like so much of your pain will be caused from procrastinating and inaction. Mm -hmm. And if you can actually um, start, and that's why a lot of what I promote on social media and our business is just start, Mm -hmm. like get in the game and put start the blog post, open the Instagram account, and you just have no idea what, like, you know, they're a university, the University of Southern Queensland came across my Instagram. I remember I think I quit my I left my nine to five in August and they contracted me two days a week up until like November and it was really good pay. And, um, then I was going to be my first Christmas holidays without pay, um, without holiday leave. You know, I use, I've always been in nine to fives and I got paid all through the holidays. Mm. And I remember having this mad anxiety and being like, Oh my God, like, how am I going to do this? Like, you know, it, how do you get through this? this? This is crazy. We're going to be able to pay our rent. It's like, rah, what bill is going to come up? Like it's Christmas and no one's going to be spending money. Like you just, you can't set up meetings and, you know, all these things. And I get this email and like I'm a really big believer in manifesting and like mm-hmm. holding your intention for what you want and allowing it, you know, if you believe in it enough, it'll come. And so I was like, it's going to come. It's going to come. Like something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, then I get an email from the University of Southern Queensland, which I'd never heard of. It's like in Toowoomba or the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and they're like, we, um, we're, it's, their budget was coming to an end. So like their budget funding round, like round was up until the end of the year. I think it was September. And they said, oh, um, we would like a, a, this program that we've kind of got up and running, like written into a um, – you know, into a course that we can scale and teach and stuff like that. So I drove out and I had a meeting with them and they said, can you send us a quote? So I did like all the outline of what I would develop and the training that I would do and blah, blah, blah. And I quoted them, I think $15,000. And they said, yes, start straight away. And can you get it done before Christmas? So I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. So it was, I just put my head down and hustle, but that was just purely being in the game. Like if I'd sat down and said, okay, I need to find $15,000, University of Southern Queensland to call and chat to them about their program, like would not have been on the list. Yes. (laughs) It Uh. was just a blatant being in the game. And if you're good at what you do and you show up with authentic truth and, you know, expert opinion and advice then opportunities do come your way (laughs) yeah and I always used to like when people used to talk about things like manifesting and whatever I used to just go 
eye roll like what the hell like I remember I went through I don't know if you're probably not listening to this podcast but I remember I went through my um my legal like articles with this girl and she ended up leaving law to go and she ended up working for Tony Robbins and I'd never heard of who Tony Robbins was before and she like would play me these things and I remember her saying to me one day she's like so I write words on my water bottle and the vibrations, you know, basically give me the feeling of whatever I've written on there. And I just remember thinking, you are the craziest person I've ever met in my life. But my point is, as I've gotten more into, because I think like starting a business is the biggest lesson in personal development you'll ever, ever undertake. And so it was really... I got more into, I was like, I actually got into Tony Robbins and I started like learning about manifesting and I started learning about all of that stuff. And what I'll say is that I've definitely (laughs) had similar experiences to you. Like I created my online course at the end of last year and I went to Mm -hmm. Bali for a couple of months beforehand to put it together and um, had saved a certain amount of money not to work on client work to get it all sorted. And I had literally gotten to the point where, I had, I was clearing my bank account out the day that the launch happened and then the launch was successful and I was off again. And Mm. that was my, like, I had really visualized that, all of that sort of stuff, but it's that combined with really working for it. Like, you know what Mm. I mean? Like it's a combination of two. And Well, I I, think Tony Robbins says that success is a combination of um, opportunity and, um, and thought, like in action. Yes. So it's like being prepared to take massive action when an mm-hmm. opportunity arises is uh, like that's where success comes from. Like you, you, like, and I've dealt with people in business personally in transactional ways. And then I also have coached people in this space, but not everyone is able to see an opportunity and back themselves and go, boom, I'm going to act on this or I'm going to, yeah. you know, here's, here's a, a gap in the marketplace or whatever. And I think, what I was going to say before about the people who are maybe listening to this and going, yeah, yeah, like I need to pay my mortgage or I've got kids or whatever, like how do you manifest, you know, and just leave your nine to five or whatever. But I think that something that Deepak Chopra says is if you have a desire in your body right now to be an entrepreneur and to work for yourself and there's something in you that like lights up or gives you butterflies or makes you a little bit nervous or goes, yeah, like I wish I could be like them or like one day or whatever, like the desire alone means that you're capable of doing it Yeah. because there will be people in this lifetime who will never even go, what if I was an entrepreneur or I owned my own business or I sold my paintings at the markets or that I did a collaboration with this or I, you know, made money from, you know, online courses whilst living in Bali. Like there's, if you don't, if you're, if you're even questioning going, I wonder if I could do that, chances are yes, you can and yeah. be, you're meant to be doing it. And just like I always think, you know, there's kind of, I always think of those sliding doors moments. Like what if you don't do that Mm. thing and then you look back when you're 40 or 50 or 60 and then you're like, you know, you just would never know or you would never know what you possibly were capable of achieving and that very possibly could have happened for me if the circumstances of my life were different and if Mm. there weren't the things that really pushed me into doing something and, like, how sad would that be never to have that opportunity 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so much of what you do in the business game, like you're probably the same as like if someone had sat me down when, you know, when I decided to leave the corporate nine to five and had said, Kayleen, in five years' time, you would have, you know, ran events in New York, have a great podcast, a print magazine that's stocked in Virgin Lounges, get paid this much for coaching. Yeah. You know, be able to live this life where you travel the world for months at a time. Like, you know, all if, if someone had said that to me, I would have been, like, gobsmacked. Like, mm. there's no way, like, that I could have predicted this. And I think that's what we're saying before is, like, just get in the game and put one yeah. foot in front of the other and follow the flow and do the work and, you know, trust and hold firm to it's been done before. There's people out there who are doing this who have done it, have done it successfully. There's people like Stevie and I who are who are happy to pass on our wisdom and, you know, and share how to do it. Mm. So, so why you know, not you? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So what about the people? There's definitely, so I guess we've covered the people that are like, okay, I'm still in my job. I need to get out. Where do I start? There's also, I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are early stages in their business and Mm. they're struggling with all of the things that come with starting a small business. And it's like, as I said before, it's not all sunshine and roses. Like I know personally for me, the last couple of weeks of business, I've just been like, why do I bother with this? (laughs) But it's, it can be really, really tough. Right. And I guess you probably see that with some of the clients and things that you coach. I guess I'm just curious what sort of advice and what sort of, um, I guess, um, information you'd have for those sort of people because that's a really tough place to be as well you know like you've really kind of invested in following your dreams whatever it is but it's tough you know I think like I remember so clearly like and I still have days like I will be the first person to admit that I've thrown myself on the ground and had massive tantrums about business. Like I will throw, (laughs) like I will be a full child about it. And I'd be like, why is this happening? (laughs) Like I think, and, you know. I think think the highs are so high and then the lows are like, oh. Yeah. And, you know, when one of my first interviews for our magazine, someone, I said to someone, what's the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur? And, it was one of the it was like one of those moments where it just like cut through and I was like, oh my god, that's it. Is um how do you it, it was that the at the end of the day there's no one to pass the buck to. Like there's no one to go and there's no manager or, or anyone above you where you can say, This happened today, what should we do about it? Like everything stops with you. Mm. And that's really fucking overwhelming when you've come from a world and we've been taught, like my first job was, you know, I was a netball umpire and then I went to work at McDonald's and then I worked at a pool, you know. So Mm. I worked, um, we work in hierarchies where there's someone always up the chain to you who can solve the hard problems, you know. True, so true. it all stops with the entrepreneur. So it really is like give yourself a break in that you are learning a new skill set and it is like it's something that you've not been trained to do. And I had one coaching client who, you know, she I think she was 43 and she'd been in the corporate scene. She's actually from New York 
um, in these corporate New York scenes in Manhattan for, for her, you know, her entire career of 20-something years. So we worked about transitioning into a freelance role where she, you know, took her skill sets but did it for herself. And, you know, we did it, we transitioned her and she started all up and she got some clients and then she came back and was like, I feel really overwhelmed. And I was just like, how, like, this is completely new skill set. You've been doing it for six months. Like, give yeah. yourself a break. Fair enough. And I think when I throw myself on the ground and cry, I allow <laughs> myself <laughs> to be a brat <laughs> and just to go, you know what? Fair enough. And I try to give myself some compassion and to have some down days because, yeah, I know that when I'm on, I'm fucking on and mm. try and stop me. So, yeah. if it's so you true. know, it's life, right? It's the ups and the downs and you have to be able to ride them both. And the, probably the biggest piece of advice is try not to get too emotionally involved in the, yeah, have your days where you, you know, you eat um, chocolate on the couch and watch Netflix and don't open your emails. Absolutely. I'm all for that. But on the everyday life, you know, if an email pops up or someone comments on your Instagram or, you know, someone rips one of your posts off Facebook, you know, like regrams without tagging you, all the little stupid things that can trigger emotion, um, it, you know, try not to get emotionally involved. Like take a breath and stay in a business mindset a little bit from yeah. it. Don't um, – You've got to not take it so personally and it's really hard when you're doing what you love because every piece of energy that goes into your business is an extension of you. So if someone is to criticise it or wants a refund or sends it back or, you know, has something to say in an online platform, I don't know, whatever the things that come up, um, then you know, it feels like a personal attack because you care so much. But if you can remove some of that emotional charge, um, then you're able to stay in a rational headspace. It goes, okay, cool. Like, yeah. how am I going to deal with this? It's about <laughs> running your own race, isn't it? Like I struggle yeah. with the emotional side and mm. I, like I will just be whinging to honestly whoever will listen, my brother, my <laughs> mum, my partner, about something that's happened that, you know, has gotten me down in business and they're just like, why are you so, like why is this a big deal? And it's so true what you said around you're so personally invested, you know, it's yeah. your baby and you work so hard on it and, um, you know, you can really feel like you've had the wind knocked out of you if something like mm-hmm. that happens. And I think it's something yeah. you learn over time, like you develop thicker skin. And I don't think you should ever, you know, get to the point where it doesn't phase you at all, but you learn how to deal with it and you learn what's important to focus on and what's not. Yeah, and if you didn't care, that would be an issue as well because you wouldn't, like the reason why we do so well and we work so hard and we're constantly improving is because we care so much. Yeah, And I think the other thing, downfall of being doing this and, you know, something I'd encourage people to do if you're just starting out is it can be a very lonely game. Like I know that for mm-hmm. me, like, you know, the rest of my week I've got a few coaching clients, which it always feeds my energy, um, but then all of the in-between hours are going to be on the computer. And mm. if I really sat down and did everything on my to-do list, I could probably be up to midnight every night, just me and a computer screen. <laughs> and I'm a very social, outgoing person, you know, and I feed off other people's energy. So sometimes I have to remind myself, like, stop work, 
and go and get a nice dinner or, you know, enjoy a glass of wine or. It's hard to um, do that, like to switch mm. off, isn't it? Like I, I I definitely had a year where I would literally work till midnight every night. And then yeah. I got to the point where I was like, why am I doing this? Like either I need to outsource or I need to prioritise or something yeah. needs to change. Yeah. Um, and the social thing as well, like I totally agree. Like I've had the last, yesterday was me at a computer for, actually I decided to go, <laughs> side note, I decided to go and work from somewhere else yesterday just to get out of the house. And normally I go to cafes and I decided yesterday that I'd go and check out the library. I don't yeah. know why. I haven't been in a library since I was 12. Yeah. And um, I went down to the Burley Library and <laughs> sat there and I was like it's really nice to be out even sometimes when you're not around people or whatever or you're not even yeah. talking to people it's nice to be around other people um but I just had this old man he was like 75 and he came and sat next to me and just started breathing really deeply and I looked mm-hmm. over and he was looking at these like photos of burlesque girls in like <laughs> bikinis and things and I was like oh my god this is just disgusting and he went to the oh bathroom god. and came back and I was like Anyway, so these are the little things that, you know. (laughs) Challenges. Um, You know, my first office was Burley Hills. I used oh, to, yeah. like, and I thought it was a bloody luxury. I was just like, I'm taking my computer. I had like the shittest little 12 inch MacBook Air that I'd bought with my. I, I crashed my car and wrote it off, and I got an insurance payout instead of buying a new car. I bought a laptop for my business. <laughs> you do. And I was like, no, nah, I'd rather invest it in my business. So I bought yeah. this shitty little computer. And it was so tiny and hard to work off, and it had no memory. And I, but I thought it was an absolute dream come true mm. to go and sit across. I don't know if Burra is still there, but but I'd get yeah, it is. Um, I'd get bre- avocado on toast and a coffee and go sit in the park with my dog in the sunshine, do emails, write proposals. Yeah, yeah, like, that comes back to the freedom thing, doesn't it? Like the freedom yeah. of being able to do what you want, and you would never have been able to do that if you were working in corporate. Yeah, yeah, just like the simple that I actually, you know what, that is probably a great piece of advice. Is like, don't forget to stop and appreciate those tiny little simple pleasures. Like, mm-hmm. if it is sleep, like not waking up to an alarm clock, is one of my favorite things about being an entrepreneur. Like, yeah. if I don't want to. You know, I try not to take meetings before 10 a.m. And so it means that I, you know, wake up naturally about 7.30 and then meditate and exercise and have a coffee and then I'll go to my first meeting or client or whatever. Mm. <laughs> but, like, finding those little simple luxuries that are yours and try not to get stuck into um, the hustle and the grind because sometimes we just create jobs for ourselves. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's something I'm definitely guilty of. And the other thing I'm guilty of too is sometimes forgetting how lucky I am. Like I look back to two years ago and what my life looked like. And then, you know, I look at my life now and I start to, I think what you do is you start to normalize, you know, your reality. And so you start to, um, you know, not appreciate and be grateful for how amazing different aspects of your life are. And I, you know, was really getting down last week on certain aspects of work. And then I was waking up in the morning and I was like, you know, just in this like negative mindset. And I actually stopped and I was like, 
I am so lucky that I don't, number one, exactly right, don't need to set an alarm. I get to create my day. I can literally work from anywhere today if I want to. And I'm actually like I'm doing what I really passionately love. Like it doesn't bother me sometimes to sit down and do eight hours of solid work and I just wonder where the day has gone. And I think sometimes you forget that and you make up problems or you start to get down on things that if you looked at, you know, if two years ago, your two years ago self looked at your life now, you'd just be like, what are you complaining about, girl? You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a really good point. I think it's always about having that perspective and, like, that's the coming back to your why. Like, you know, if you do get caught up in the shipping terms and conditions or, you know, customer feedback or, you know, wrong stock arriving or whatever, you know, is the day-to-day part of your business, like come back to why you're doing it. Like there's Mm. something deeper. That's the surface level. That's Mm. what you're doing. But what's your why? Like come back and be like, why am I doing this? Is it so that I can be at my kids, you know, um, school events? Is it Mm. so that I can, you know, have better relationships because I'm not, you know, for me I know that when I was working nine to five I was a horrible girlfriend and, mm. you know, didn't have any friends and I, like, even just from a healthy, you know, perspective, I'd really let myself go with exercise and, you know, getting my hair done and these nice things like that. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, why are you doing what you're doing? And I would say stay connected to your why and why you're doing it. Um, give yourself a bit of a break, you know, like it is hard and you're learning a new skill set and you've been wired from probably age 14 and nine months to work for somebody else and be directed. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure it out all by yourself. Um, Surround yourself with people who get it. Like, you know, all of my closest friends now are entrepreneurs. Same. Isn't it funny how that happens? It's so wild. You just completely attract a new circle of friends of people and you you work together, you bounce ideas off, you can cry together, you can celebrate together. Um, But you, you really do need that crowd of people who go, yep, fair enough I get it like I remember there was times where you know my friends were going to nine to fives and I was like is you know on my plate and they're like oh well I've just got this task that you know and I was like I just couldn't even talk about work because it wasn't even relatable to an extent Mm. you know what this is the podcast that I wish that I'd had and could have listened to two years ago. So (laughs) I think this is going to be really helpful for a lot of people. And I think sometimes all it takes is a little bit of inspiration. You know what I mean? Hearing other people's stories and hearing that it's possible and hearing that, you know, if there's something that you really want, it's completely within your reach to go out and get it. So yeah, thank you. My absolute pleasure and good luck to everyone and do reach out if you need a business coach or, you know, Stevie does all the social media stuff, which I'm sure everyone is already super fans of. Um, no, I actually love your social media advice as well. Like I remember I used to follow, did you do, I can't even remember, it was a long time ago, but I remember you doing a live video and you were talking about social media being a value exchange. Yeah. And it really like the penny dropped for me then and I just think to this day it's still one of the best pieces of social media advice Aww. I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you. Pleasure. <laughs> and thanks like for us? following the journey from the beginning. 
Yeah, I just going back to the inspiration thing. I just think you know, if you're in that position, follow startup creative, follow all of the people that you know, kind of give you the fuel that make you realize that it's possible because those are the things that change your mindset and get you to the point that you think that you can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you really do need to keep your mind strong because at the end of the day, your mind is going to be your biggest battle. Like it will be your biggest enemy in this game. Yeah, yeah. So how many people, if they need inspiration or they need help with their marketing or all of the things, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Yeah, so I do one-on-one business coaching, so you can book in for an hour consult. And like I said at the beginning, it's honestly, you can turn up with like, I had a dream last night about this idea and you want to do it. (laughs) I should have done that. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Um, Or you can come with an existing business and be like, look, I've already started. I'm struggling. I don't know how to take it to the next level. What do I do now? Um, or I've got businesses who've been in the game for seven years and are turning over, you know, millions of dollars and are going, this is, this is what we want for our next move. How do we do it? Like, how do we make it? Or did a lot of people come to me from that traditional service-based space and are looking to, to access the digital marketplace and mm-hmm. untapped income for them there. So, um, yes, whatever stage you're at, you are 100% welcome if you'd like a one-on-one session. I also have a limited number of spaces where I work with people over three to six months um, for bigger goals that people really want to um, tick off. But if you're happy to do some self-directed stuff, I have plenty of live videos on our Facebook page. Um, we have a marketing ebook and workbook called What the Hell Next? So it's kind of like you've started your business and you're trying to figure out what you do next to actually get some paying customers in the door. Um, and then the last thing is, yeah, we have or we have a, um, a closed Facebook group as well, which is, um, yeah, I do some live trainings in there and there's some previous ones that are saved in there as well as a bunch of resources and blogs and things on the website and our podcast and everything is called All of startup the things. Creative. <laughs> so it's and really startup easy creative to find. for any of those. Yes, but at um, startup creative, definitely connect so. with the Instagram if you want some inspo. Yeah. Just the ultimate source of inspo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kayleen. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.